Welcome to Insight Outlook. Today, we'll be talking about the most recent current events about the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Host for today will be me, Michelle Chan, co-historian of Asian Outlook, and me, Fatima Gonzalez, co-historian of Asian Outlook. We will also be having guest members from the Asian Outlook eBoard come to also join us in talking about these current events. Hi, I'm Catherine. I'm currently the Editor-in-Chief of Asian Outlook. Hi, I'm Casey. I'm currently the Event Coordinator for Asian Outlook. Hi, I'm Vivian, and I'm currently the Vice President of Asian Outlook. It's really nice to have you guys here. And before we get started, I just want you guys to know that there will be some triggering topics that we will be talking about today. So just to make sure you're all comfortable, the topics will revolve around possibly assault, abortion, pregnancy, and abuse. Um, so what do you guys know about the Roe versus Wade case? So Roe versus Wade has been like a decision that the Supreme Court made in the past, and it's been in effect for a couple decades now. And basically, it just guarantees women within the United States to have an abortion without any like legal consequences. And now that it has been overturned in the year 2022, which is actually quite crazy, um, it's kind of been really shocking for women right now, especially like when we think that we're moving forward as a country. But in reality, it's doing the opposite. Yeah, you're you pretty much got all the information we need. Um, what about the rest of you guys? What do you guys know? From the standpoint of the judicial system, Roe has been a pretty landmark decision. I mean, like if you take pretty much any high school civics class in New York, I think they'll teach you about it. And they'll teach you about how it relates to the constitution and all the amendments that it intersects with. But also, I think a lot of us have learned that Roe is what a lot of people have called the settled law of the land. So since it was decided in the 1970s, like 73 or whichever year it was, it's been pretty much agreed that however controversial it might be, it's the right to abortion has always um, been protected. So, you know, I, I feel like we've had all these challenges to whether abortion is legal or not, but the one thing that the Supreme Court and other courts have always been firm on is that there is a right to abortion, no matter how many obstacles you put in its way. Yeah, like, similarly to what Vivian and Catherine said, the main thing, I guess, that aside from that is just how the implications of Roe v. Wade are kind of perceived as the government being separate from one's bodily autonomy, autonomy and how people can make decisions for themselves as well as what they think is right for their own bodies, keeping the government and like laws away from how it should affect or alter their own body in certain cases. Yeah, you guys, you guys have a lot of strong points and mm -hmm. that have been argued a lot in recent media. And I definitely agree with you guys. Um, uh, Catherine, you actually mentioned how many of the schools actually teach this. When was the first time you guys heard about this case? Like, how young were you and how in-depth did your class go into? 
probably in high school, like just last year, because, or the year before that, um, when I was a senior in high school taking AP Gov. And I remember it, there was definitely, at least when we discussed it, this very um, gendered, very binary take on it. I will, I do remember like the class was pretty much split along gender lines, half male, half female. And I remember thinking like, oh, all of the women in the room, all of the girls in the room, like we don't always agree on a lot of political things and most of the political things that we argued in that class. But when it came to Roe v. Wade, what was interesting to me was that all the girls in the class essentially agreed that Roe v. Wade was a good, or at least it was a precedent that we recognize as important. And that's not to say that my male classmates didn't feel the same way, but they were, I think, a lot apathetic about it. And they didn't feel as strongly as we did. Yeah, I guess I will also like add my experience. So for me, I also learned it in the same way as Catherine did. And it was, I think the first time like I fully grasped the concept was probably in like AP Gov class. And while I feel like there wasn't so much of like a divide between like what the girls and the guys thought about it. Um, I think we were just like all, I think we just all agreed that like Roe v. Wade was one of like the examples that we could always use to show the power or like the way the Supreme Court works within our legal system. So seeing it now overturned is kind of crazy because we kind of used it as like an example to prove like like a teaching point in the past and um, I know Catherine talked about how like the guys in her class seem apathetic towards this more that more than the girls did and it's not like they don't care but it's just that like you can definitely feel how there's a separation between how much like we each speak on the topic and I feel like we're really seeing this now that this has like Roe v. Wade and the overturning of it is coming into light again and like we see the same thing in a way where like men might feel more apathetic towards it just because you know it doesn't directly affect them. I think it's interesting that you said that your classmates kind of skirted around because I think when I was taught it, I, it was probably AP US history, but we were probably spent maybe one class period for it. It wasn't a topic that had a lot of time spent on it, which is kind of concerning because of how big of an issue it is and how relevant it is to current to the current situation at hand. And I think it should be taught in more classes and even at a younger age, because you said how you were taught about this and AP Gov, and I was taught in an AP US class. So why aren't we just taught this in regular history classes? It is such a pressing subject. Uh, if I can chime in, I, but so for me, the first time I heard about Roe v. Wade was in eighth grade in our US, like our Regents US history class. And then like, when we entered high school, I'm pretty sure sophomore year health class, it was the concept of abortion as itself and kind of just like how it like related to, I guess, our health teacher talking about like sexual reproduction and how uh, to go about consent and all these different things. It tied into people's right to have an abortion and safe sex as well as practicing just like general understanding and learning about the concept there applying it to 
real world situations rather than just a, a history class, I guess. And I think that was probably the only time though that it was thoroughly discussed in an actual setting of discussion amongst students at the time. Because in every other situation, I'm pretty sure that it's been brought up. It was just like, you know, gov class. So I think the only time that we were able to have an actual conversation discussion about it as students, like in a learning environment, was through a class that didn't necessarily involve politics and government as its curriculum, but rather had to mention it in terms of just how it applies to people as themselves and as a choice that they need to understand or can make. Yeah, no, I so totally see your point. And I'm honestly really surprised about how late you guys learned about it because I, at least my school was pretty similar to Casey's in which we had to learn about it. And well, I, I think I learned about it in probably middle school, at least for me. I recall my teacher made us actually have a debate about the topic and she would assign us to um, the opposing side of the case just so we would understand where both sides were coming from supposedly and you know so we would be fully educated on the case and I remember at the time most of my classmates and I didn't really understand the concept but we knew it was a really important moment in history and yeah I think that was the first time I heard about it and I honestly agree with what you guys are saying about how like we see the difference in how much it impacts the individual because at least back then we saw the division either guys and girls or like people who were like uh, previously exposed to the topic and yeah I think you guys brought together a lot of good points that we're going to get into but before we continue I actually want to give you guys a little history lesson because I feel it's important I feel like it's important to understand more like you guys get the general concept of Roe v. Wade um, you guys were introduced to it at a young age uh, and I just want to elaborate a bit more so Michelle do you want to provide the history lesson for today mm -hmm. so in addition to what you all said about Roe versus Wade to summarize the this case was brought to the court by Jane Rowe, who challenged the Texas abortion laws. At this time, it was illegal to attempt or obtain an abortion. And it was only allowed if it could save the mother's life. What is interesting about this case is that personally, I did not know who at first this case was against. I thought it was actually against the doctor, but actually a doctor joined the lawsuit arguing that state abortion laws were too vague for doctors to follow. So this case was against Henry Wade, who is the district attorney of the county that Jane Road resided in. In the end, the Supreme Court ruled against it, where they disagreed with the right to terminate abortion at any time, claiming that it was an in an effort to protect prenatal health and personal life. So they ended up deciding two important things. They believed that the US Constitution provided a fundamental right to privacy that protects a person's right to choose whether or not they want to have an abortion. So 
we've talked about through our discussion that for a long period of time, women have been given that right to abortion, but Roe versus Wade isn't the only case that has been in history regarding the right to abortion. There have been other cases trying to overturn this law. Do you all know anything about other cases regarding abortion? There's Planned Parenthood v. Casey um, in the 90s, right? And that involved putting obstacles in the way of obtaining an abortion. And Planned Parenthood v. Casey was essentially saying that, yes, there is a right to abortion, but you can essentially restrict that right to abortion up until the extent that those restrictions pose an undue burden on the person trying to obtain an abortion. The court essentially ruled that you can do all these things. You can, in particular, I think that case had to do with married women seeking abortions who were told that first you have to notify your husband that you have the intention of getting an abortion. He has to agree. And he essentially has to be aware of every single step that you take. And the court ruled that no, you can't do this. You can't tell a woman to tell her husband that's way too far. But for other things, um, minors getting an abortion have to tell their parents, that's totally fine. And the Supreme Court is like famous for instituting these really vague constructions like this one where they say like, oh, you have to, you can restrict abortion as much as you want as long as you do it up to a certain point where it doesn't pose an undue burden on a woman and or on a person seeking an abortion. And that I feel that line of reasoning has been stretched all across the country in terms of abortion restrictions. So that's the case I really know the most about. Um, but like you said, there have been like dozens of other cases, I'm sure. Honestly, that was a perfect summary of Planned Parenthood v. Casey. And I also wanted to add on, although they required informed consent, they really neglected how this impacted the teens. Because when you really think about it, teens would also be asking to have abortions because, you know, you can never predict what circumstances you are put in. And some articles I was reading said many teens were unable to have abortions because they could not find, like, they could not receive the consent of their parents. And I don't know, I just found that, like, really, really depressing <laughs> as well. <laughs> I feel like most of us only know what we've been taught in school and anything we know outside of that is like probably personal research or media because I feel like nowadays we get all our information through media. Um, I don't know too much about these cases, but I remember like I learned about one case in particular where it taught it was regarding contraception. Um, but I forgot the name of the actual case, but I remember it was related to like interracial marriage. And then that one like kind of really stuck out to me because it kind of like showed what the extent of like control the Supreme Court had over you, like just solely based on your race and your gender. So 
I think that was just one that stood out to me. Overturning Roe v. Wade. Um, since this was recent, I really want to know what your guys' initials, initial reactions were. So like, how did you guys feel? Personally, I was in absolute shock when I found out that this was overturned because women have had this right to abortion for so long that I didn't really think that I was going to be overturned. I remember something that I read that one of the judges said um, in their dissent was that the future or the women that are becoming of that age where they may have wanted, may have may have to come to this decision or may have had wanted an abortion, they now have less rights than their mothers and their grandmothers. It's crazy to me that we're going backwards. To be honest, I totally agree with you there. I believe it was either Casey or Catherine who mentioned it. I don't really recall, but we grew up learning about this case. And I feel like most of the things we learn about in school, like they were in history. So we kind of feel confident that they're set in stone. So at least for me, I felt very, very disappointed in society and just shocked. Um, and then I started reading more to like inform myself um, how to help and what can I do. And at least that's what I'm still doing now. Um, what about the rest of you guys? Um, I don't think for me, I was actually shocked when the news came out. We've been hearing more about how like conservative legislators and, um, you know, just like congressmen in general have been kind of in support of like, you know, like overturning Roe v. Wade and then being anti-abortion. So um, I don't think it surprised me when this happened, but it was more of just the like extreme disappointment, like Fatima said earlier. But um, yeah, it was kind of crazy because it was like, for that day when it did came, when the news did come out like it was like I couldn't even like escape from it because like everywhere I went everybody was talking about it like on my phone like that was all that I saw and it was just really sad um I think for me also I remember more the day where it got leaked because I think we were on campus at the time still so it was like during the school year and uh trigger warning suicide but um I remember like that day that happened I was kind of just like annoyed when I like the day like we learned about it through the leak and I remember I think like a week later one of my um, male friends came up to me and he has just been like oh yeah, last night me and some of the guys were talking about the whole Roe v. Wade thing and they were all talking about it in case of consensus that it just sounded absolutely ridiculous that the Supreme Court would try to do this basically and they all were um, adamantly discussing how they were against this decision in terms of like what it would mean for a lot of people, I guess, as well as like the people in their lives rather than like, you know, themselves. And one of them specifically who came to tell me about this, how like they had the whole conversation about it and discuss this outside of like any other like public view or people's like public opinion, like this case as a whole brings about into question a lot of what the government can and can do to regulate what you 
can and can't do to your own body and basically have a lot of say over what you actually have a right to when it comes to yourself as a person. And I think that's what stuck out the most to me throughout that entire time, like waiting to see what would happen, remembering that in the most extreme cases, you could criminalize something that's just so out of the hands of people in power. And I think at the time of the actual confirmation of the overturn, I was just more of like in disbelief that it happened rather than anything else. Yeah, I felt very similarly, um, especially because we as an organization already put out our statement on the planned overturning of Roe v. Wade, like Casey said, back when we were in school. And so I think a lot of us knew this was coming. The decision was released early in the morning, um, or at least early for me, it was like 10 a.m. I was going on a family trip to Philadelphia for a couple of days. And I remember just kind of looking down at my phone and reading the news and then walking away because I, I had stuff to do. I couldn't think about this right now. And I couldn't really afford to think about it right now and be upset. And my phone really just kept blowing up with all these notifications from different news sources and from the same news source. I mean, I think I probably got like at least 10 notifications from the New York Times app on that same day. And one thing I found really interesting was that my sister, who is a doctor or she's a medical resident, is not necessarily as I, I wouldn't consider her a particularly political person or someone who keeps up with the news, but she also very quickly skimmed the news and she was like, oh, okay. And then a couple hours later, or maybe a day later, I told her like, oh, they overturned Roe v. Wade. And she was in shock maybe, or at the very least surprised. And she kept saying, well, I thought they were thinking about it, overturning it. I thought they were doing this. And later that night in our hotel room, you know, if you can imagine it, our parents are on their phones or they're like dumbfoundly staring at the TV while trying to find a movie to watch that no one's really gonna watch. Um, but my sister is just in the corner of our room reading on her iPad mini all these news stories about what Roe will mean for women, but also I think what Roe will mean for her as a medical provider. Honestly, you're, you guys brought up a good point. It was leaked in March, and I can only imagine the the experiences medical staff will go because I also have a lot of family that are in the medical field and I remember calling them up at least two of my family members um during the leak during when it when Roe v Wade um being overturned was leaked and we just had a whole discussion about it and they were very 
angered, but since it was simply a leak, they had hope that it was being taken into consideration, um, kind of like you said. And as you guys know, I, an organization I am a part of, um, acted really quickly, and I really appreciated that because um, I feel like, at least for me personally, I would have probably liked to keep myself at the moment because just that topic just hits so close to home. Um, I would have, you know, the saying ignorance is bliss. I probably would have just ignored it and just would have waited for the actual outcome. But because so many people around me were like, let's face reality, let's inform ourselves because this may change everything. Um, with this organization I'm part of, they had me do research and we held a town hall and the people who were at the town hall, at least they spoke on their experiences and their anger. And honestly, I feel like most people who were present showed more anger and disappointment at the leak and were just in disbelief when it was actually confirmed that it was being overturned. So I think that's not only unsettling, but really depressing. <laughs> um, yeah. Honestly, the more you think about it, the more you like realize the leak at least somewhat prepared us, um, not in a good way, but you know, at least it was there because I can't really imagine how I would have reacted if it wasn't there. I would have been very angered. I feel like most of society would have been more angry than they were now. Not saying that they're not angry, but you know. I agree a lot. I think the leak did definitely prepare us for the reality of the situation. But what Catherine said about how medical providers might be affected by this, I remember like reading after maybe like a few days after it was confirmed of the decision to over, overturn Roe versus Wade, there has already been situations in hospitals where an ectopic pregnancy has occurred where the egg was implanted in the fallopian tube and that endangers the mother's life. And this had occurred after the overturning of Roe versus Wade and with that overturning it banned, abortion in this day of banned abortions um, for a lot of different this with the overturning of Roe versus Wade it banned abortion so it gave a lot of doubt as to what the medical providers at the hospital could do and in this situation the woman was left and pain and was unable to get an abortion for hours because the doctors had to settle, had to call lawyers and figure out what they could do and if they were allowed to give an abortion. And she had to go through a lot of pain and lost blood, which she wouldn't have had to gone through a few days ago or a few days ago before the overturning and it's crazy how quickly all of this is being changed and how even though we were prepared with the leak medical providers and hospitals not necessarily are honestly you bring up 
a good point about how we've seen many circumstances of how this overturning has already affected millions of individuals and it's really unsettling especially because we see it on all our social medias and we can only imagine what type of impact this will have on our you know our younger generations because we grew up thinking this was set in stone and yet here we are standing here like they just played us (laughs) we we were we were really confident this was a law that would never change and here we are having to fight for it again like it's the 1970s again essentially yeah I definitely have to agree with you there Fatima it's definitely crazy how we're going backwards and center forwards the overturning has already had so many immediate changes that I would love to talk about but Unfortunately, we have run out of time, but because of that, we are going to have a second part to this podcast where we will talk more about the history of relating cases and the immediate and long-term effects in terms of rights and access to healthcare. Thank you so much to Casey, Catherine, and Vivian, as well as my co-host Fatima for talking about this case, and we hope You all tune in again to hear the second part of this podcast.